We are one day away from the Florida Panthers playing a hockey game again, but we have a little bit more to talk about based on the most recent trade deadline and more around the league and the Panthers being back at practice with their newest acquisitions ahead of just shortly after the trade deadline and ahead of their next game. We bring in Jacob Winans of PantherParkway.com on this episode of Locked On Florida Panthers, where we'll be talking about all of that and more. So tune in. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this Wednesday, March 23rd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also follow the Lockdown NHL podcast and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Collector to be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So, like I said at the beginning, uh, we are one day away from the Florida Panthers returning to playing some hockey again. At the time of the most recent episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, which I did my first live show uh, with Alex Baumgartner, brought him in from the Fifth Line 5R show. But... Even though that was a Tuesday episode, uh, as as far as podcast form, and even though that was live on Monday at 3 p.m., there was still a few information missing for me to provide to you guys ahead of this Wednesday edition of the show. So a few things happened after the fact um, for the Florida Panthers in this uh, most recent trade deadline. And here to, uh, and we'll get into that in a moment, but. Of course, it is Wednesday, which means that Jacob Winans is back to discuss all things Florida Panthers. Um, and Jacob, welcome back to the show once again. Thank you for having me today. Um, yeah, definitely a lot to talk about. That was uh, probably the best trade deadline I can I can recall the Panthers having. So uh, definitely a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a one to remember, and hopefully. Uh, even more uh, remembrances uh hoisting a cup in uh in June so hoping that so once again to recap Frank Vitrano for a fourth round pick Ben Sherratt, uh traded to the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for a first round pick third round pick and Tyson Milanich um the Florida Panthers traded uh for um Claude Drew and two prospects in, in exchange for Owen Tippett um I tried doing this by memory, so oh, but bear with me. Owen Tippett, 2024 first and 2023rd. Uh, uh, 2023 third. Uh, Aaron Ekblad goes on LTIR. Uh, with the LTIR money, they got uh, Robert Haig and a 2022 sixth round pick. But there's one more trade to discuss in the middle of the um, live show with uh, Alex Baumgartner of the Fifth Line 5R show yesterday. Uh, it was breaking the that the Florida Panthers uh, was part of the three-way trade that sent Max Domi to the Carolina Hurricanes, but we didn't know all the details at the time of the recording, uh, which had to end at 3.30. But here are the trade details for um, those listening. 50% salary retained on Max Domi. Igor Kirsch, uh, Kurskov, um, who was uh, originally drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, 
only played one game and in that one game score uh, scored a goal and he's bounced back in the bounce in between uh the khl uh with locomotive uh, and a 2022 six round pick so that jacob the 2022 six round pick that they got was basically saying in the words of alex baumgartner because he texted me this don't want to steal his line the Florida Panthers got Robert Haig for free, if you really think about it, using that LTIR space for uh, Aaron Eckblad. Yeah, exactly. Um, th- that was a pretty brilliant move on Bill Zito's part. Um, just given the unfortunate injury Eckblad had, obviously could have been much worse. But um, to pivot right after that injury happens and then and come up with a plan to utilize that LTIR space to not only add to the team, but also recoup some draft capital, um, really, really smart work from the front office of the Panthers there. And, um, yeah, I mean, doing the best with the hand he was dealt. And, and it was really uh, interesting to see how he kind of played the trade deadline as buyers and then also um, kind of as a seller and facilitating the cap space move for, for Carolina. I thought, it was, I thought it was really smart work. Yeah, and um, part of that trade as well is that the Florida Panthers sent out Tyler Nomoto. Uh, left uh, shot defenseman, a fifth round pick from the 2017 NHL entry draft, uh, Dale Talon pick uh, during that time. He was in his fifth year in Wisconsin and had until August 15th of this year to sign his uh, to sign his ELC. So with that trade, the writing was on the wall for the Florida Panthers and him being in his fifth year at Wisconsin was saying that the Florida Panthers weren't going to move forward with Tyler Nomoto. So that is a, another smart move by Bill Zito. And of course, it wasn't a draft pick of his. But let's talk a little bit about Robert Haig. Um, I decided to look up a little bit uh, right before recording about how his numbers looked and how what his logged minutes look like. And he was leading the Buffalo Sabres, everyone in shorthanded time on ice. We talked a little bit about Ben Sherratt, um yesterday. I, I did with Alex of Fifth Line 5R show. Um, ben Sherratt was the guy leading the Canadians in shorthanded time on ice. Of course, um, the, the num- some of the advanced analytics um, don't, don't favor Ben Sherratt, but some of them do uh, in a way um, with Robert Haig. He isn't the worst on his team uh, when it comes to, um, to shorthanded uh, goal um, goals per 60 minutes. So that that's an encouraging sign. And he's logging all these minutes for, for um, the Buffalo Sabres. So even without the, even, I mean, that trade wouldn't have happened without the internet flat injury, but that eases, the minutes of Uyghur, it eases the minutes of Forsling. And I'm very curious to see what the PK unit is going to look like starting on Thursday. Yeah, um, that that should become a strength now. Um, we've heard that Zito plans to utilize Claude Giroux a little bit on the PK, uh, given his great face-off numbers um, and just his experience. And then on the D end, with Ekblad out, that's a lot of minutes that are going to have to be filled. But even with Ekblad in the lineup, uh, come playoff time, you don't necessarily want Ekblad and Uyghur eating those those one timers and stuff like that, and and having to block shots and and take those those big slappers on the on the power play. Um, you'd rather have your depth defenseman do that and, and do the dirty work there. And Robert Haig is a guy who's made his career on that. Uh, he and Gudis have some chemistry that goes back to Philadelphia and. Um, uh, Haig said that Gudis was the first player he talked to after the trade. He immediately called him and and they they were sharing some laughs about that. But um, I think he's going to fit in well with Gudis and I think he's going to play a lot of PK minutes. 
Uh, same with Ben Sherratt. And those are guys who you can count on to, to block those shots and clear those pucks. Um, I, I think I think Bill Zito's mind had to be made up about getting some penalty killers when he saw Forsling take that shot to the knee. Um, you don't oh. want Forsling being a guy back there taking those. So. No. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and thank you for reminding me of uh, that one, because just looking at that replay, if I were to see it again, that, that hurt me even seeing it in live yeah. action. Um, no padding there on the side. Oh, yeah. And here's also one thing that Robert Haig uh, said uh, to the media is that Mark Pissick, um gave uh, numbers of the Florida Panthers players uh, to uh, Robert Haig um, as well as to get him acclimated to the the team and a warm welcome for uh, Robert Haig. So that's an encouraging uh, thing for um, as far as welcoming in a new teammate. Don't know how much it'll be um, once the playoffs come around, but definitely a, a guy that, of course, like you said, LTIR space is definitely um, going to help this team. But we're going to take a little bit of a break right now. Um, in the second segment of the show, we are going to talk about the NHL as a whole and some of the drama that uh, is – happening post trade deadline and one of them includes a former florida panther we will talk about that next in the next segment here on the locked on florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all about HelloFresh. with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable that's why it's america's number one meal kit HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including a farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week, so you get convenience without skipping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the wait in long lines and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and, nu- and nutritious meals that you can feel good. About six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie consensus options. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 to get up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 to get 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Back on this Wednesday, March 23rd edition of the LockedOn Florida Panthers podcast, I have Jacob Winans with me on this Wednesday edition of Winans Wednesday of Locked On Panthers. So I know we talk Panthers and this is a a podcast that is Panther central, but of course we talk about the rest of the league as a whole. And one disappointing, but just very... (sighs) I don't know how to put it. It's more disappointing and very uh, ignorant to the fact that what happened in the trade deadline to, to recap it is Evgeny Dadanoff was originally traded to the Anaheim Ducks on the trade deadline. It, it went to the central registry um, right at 259. Um, but some say that it went a little after um, the Vegas Golden Knights were trying to uh, trade for uh, LTIR space. Um on their on their on their cap to relieve some cap and apparently the vegas golden knights didn't know that he had a 10 team no trade clause and one of those teams included the anaheim ducks and now if that trade doesn't go through jesse granger said that it's likely not to go through uh 
Oh, Vegas, Vegas is in trouble. Last time I checked, they're currently getting shut out for the second night in a row. Haven't checked the recent score of that, but this is, <laughs> this is a big mess right now. And I, and I feel bad for someone like, um, like Evgeny Dodonov. I've said, I said his name incorrectly the first time. Evgeny Dodonov. I feel bad for him. Yeah, um, it's it's really unfortunate, and we've seen the blame passed around a little bit between Vegas and Ottawa. Um, Ottawa, allegedly, according to some Vegas sources, never um, never really briefed Vegas on his on his no trade list. We've seen some people say that uh, Dodonov didn't he didn't file it correctly. Uh, that that has all but been debunked at this point. So it seems like it's just a, a matter of Vegas did not pay attention to his to his contract situation and and tried to force him out the door to anaheim at the last minute too which is already a problem to to do it last second but um i mean if you're it's the trade deadline at three o'clock and this is all anyone's been talking about for weeks and you get that trade in at 259 that's just i mean that's just bad management but um yeah and and if he's in a tough spot now because the trade's likely to get vetoed and he's now going to be going back to a team in the middle of a playoff push knowing them um so it, it's an unfortunate situation for him to be in and we know from his time here in florida that he's he's true professional all pretty much all class and he, he's going to be a professional about it but um it's it's impossible not to to feel a certain way about that um it, it's just it's just bad business on vegas's part and um yeah and and you did mention that they were getting shut out tonight that game actually just went final a couple minutes ago during this recording and they did lose three to zero that's back-to-back shutouts for them so they're they're the most interesting story in hockey right now as far as the western conference um but behind toronto um in my opinion but he thanks i want to say thank you for publicly to nick fairbanks um who sent this uh tweet from cat friendly into our chat which educated me on the situation of of getting dodonov um here and here's the tweet from cat friendly in regards to the vegas situation quote if the trade isn't approved, Dodonov's cap remains on VGK. If their LTIR players become healthy, they must activate them. If they shed cap through a trade, the traded player isn't eligible to play in any NHL games for the rest of the season. Yeah, so if if they were to somehow manage to do this trade with Anaheim, we, we assume the original trade from pre-deadline is going to be it's going to be vetoed. So they would be stuck trying to trade someone now before the end of the season to free up that cap space. Can you imagine what what that other team is going to ask for in exchange for a player they can't even use for the rest of this year? The the price to, to yeah the yeah they're gonna Vegas will get nothing in return, and the team that that is helping Vegas out of their cap jam is going to ask for something astronomical just to, to help them out of that, out of that spot. So Vegas is not in a good spot here. And, it, and it's really unfortunate for Dodonov. And they've done this before uh, with Marc-Andre Fleury. He found out about his trade through Twitter. And if we can access on cap friendly of the fact that someone can have a no trade clause, how does Vegas not have that? And if they have the contract and how, what's the communication with the agents and the agent reminding Vegas saying, hey, remember, this guy has 10 teams that he does not want to be traded to. So I feel like it's more of I feel like there's less blame on Ottawa than there is Vegas. There like they and 
how to even if Ottawa does not tell Vegas about the trades, the the Vegas Golden Knights can look up the actual contract. I mean, don't right. they? It's not it's it's not necessarily Ottawa's responsibility. I mean, they, they traded him to a team that wasn't on his no trade list, so that's that's the end of their responsibility at that point. It, it's on Vegas to know what their player uh, is and is not approving. And the fact that they went and tried to force this through last minute, you leave yourself absolutely no wiggle room at all. Like you, mm-hmm. you make a mistake at two fifty nine, you have there's no time to correct that. So oh, um, yeah, they, they they shot themselves in the foot on that one. It's like a it's like a college student trying to get an assignment in at. 11:59, and their computer crashes. They emailed. Yep, the I have been there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a lot of us who have been in college have been through that experience at least once or twice. But before we transition to the next segment, um, there's a lot of drama between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Toronto Maple Leafs based on trades about leaks coming out. Uh, apparently, uh, Kyle Dubas. There's a lot of Kyle's uh, here, so going to specify. Kyle Dubas, the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, was throwing a little bit of shade at the Chicago Blackhawks of Kyle Davidson, new GM of the Chicago Blackhawks, about trades involving Marc-Andre Fleury, whether there was involvement, some leaks came out, and then Dubas is like, I don't know, go to Chicago. And Toronto has a reputation of being very tight-lipped when it comes to uh, trades and things coming out, um, coming out. But there is there is talk about possibly this could have been an agent that could have leaked this information out do you happen to know who is um mark andre fleury's um agent do you happen to know Uh, off the top of my head i don't know but it would not be the first time he's made waves because i know when when fleury was traded uh, there was a an interesting art piece we'll call it that that went viral on twitter from him uh, after that so alan walsh Alan Walsh. part of the SDBN network. Uh, so so he is very vocal when it comes to uh, his clients. Of course, the stabbing of the back um, when, yep. when they decided to extend Robin Leonard. Um, and he's a very loud negotiator. He li- he likes to uh, he likes to negotiate in public, and he likes to really ramp up his client. Another client who's under Alan Walsh is our very own Jonathan Huberto of the Florida Panthers. Uh, and of course, if the if Jonathan Huberto happens to win the Hart Trophy. It's gonna maybe Alan Walsh is gonna be a little louder when it comes to uh, contract negotiations. Of, of of regarding the Florida Panthers, I did look up to see if Alan Walsh had another uh, client under him on the Panthers. He um, Jonathan Huberto's is the only one on their um, on their uh, who's under Al- Alan Walsh. So Alan Walsh is a little bit of a loud personality uh, there, but he gets his clients uh, paid. That's for sure. Another thing I would, uh, in relation to Marc Andre Fleury um, going to Minnesota instead of Toronto, it's pretty awesome to see that players are starting to use their right as far as choosing where they want to go. Minnesota is not too far from Chicago. So, and we got to think about when it comes to the trade deadline, it's not just players, it's family, it's children, it's paying for movers all that stuff. So I'm really glad to see that these players are really starting to exercise uh, where they want to go. And of course we can relate it to someone like Claude Drew coming to Florida, not um, instead of going out West to uh, Colorado. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, the NHL has kind of been a little bit behind uh, leagues like the NFL and the NBA, where uh, even the MLB, where you have a little more player power and and where they uh, ultimately decide to go. Um, the NHL probably has the strictest of restricted free agent rights, uh, just to name one thing. Uh, no movement clauses are not super common unless you're uh, an elite player. So um, players don't really have a ton of say in where they end up playing. And it's kind of a known thing. A lot of players don't even hit free agency uh, at, at an unrestricted level. They will sign a, an eight-year deal right off of their RFA, and, that, and they're pretty much locked in for their career. So, um, yeah, it's good to see players, especially older veterans who have families and things like that, being able to, to have a little more say in where they, where they play their games. And, um, yeah, Fleury is a good example. Claude Giroux is a great example. And um, yeah, it definitely nothing nothing to complain about as fans. It's good to it's good to see players exercising their their power a little bit. Um, I heard a story over the off season about JT Miller, who was traded right after he closed on a house. And like we don't we don't think about the the real life effects to some of these athletes. So yeah, that, I can't even imagine that he had just bought a house and got traded immediately after. It's <laughs> it's a tough business. If I'm JT Miller, I'm renting that out in the meantime, uh, get a new owner and say, hey, there's a renter already here. I mean, it, it's probably a big house that someone would want to live in. So I doubt, <laughs> I doubt, yeah. I doubt, uh, I doubt uh, that rent, uh, that uh, renter, uh, the tenant will be there uh, long. So maybe that's not such a good idea if you're JT Miller uh, doing that. But that sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. Yeah. And so many different situations, of course when we see on the TV, we see the player already in that same city, like the, that, that same city that they got traded to the very next day, but we don't talk about what they've got to do in between the days or in the off season after that. So there's a lot of work that has to do to be acclimated to your new location. I mean, some, some players uh, might only rent out a, a little bit of a, a place for a little while, if they're going to be a UFA in the, in the coming off season. So they don't have to necessarily buy property, but it's still a very tough situation for teams and, and families, especially uh, with children. But the the trade deadline is coming gone. We'll be updating uh, on the Evgeny Zdanov situation um, as the week goes on because, of course, a former Panther, we want to see, uh, I of course, at least um, I do, I want to see uh, former Panthers always uh, succeed el elsewhere. Um, outside of the outside of the Panthers uh, franchise, but we're going to talk a little bit about the Florida Panthers being back at practice and getting a first taste of Claude Drew in a Panthers sweater. But first, we're going to tell you all about Built Bar, and this is the time of year where I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. But not this year. I'm sticking my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puzzle? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallow -y. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good, these are gonna be your favorite. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate. At Built Bar, they're all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 over at Built.
com. Back on this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, I'm Armando Velez. I got Jacob Winans here of PantherParkway.com. And the Florida Panthers uh, returned to practice uh, today. And newly acquired Florida Panther Claude Drew uh, was dressed in his uh, practice sw- uh, sweater today. Uh, Jacob, I'm going to put a full screen here on the YouTube and anyone who is on the Locked On Florida Panthers uh, YouTube page gets to see this beautiful, beautiful uh, tweet that the Florida Panthers put out. Look at this, uh, Jacob. Take take a take a look and just admire for a little bit. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I never never expected to see that. Honestly, it, it's crazy to to see him in a in a Panthers uniform. Yeah, and it. it you 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 took you took the words out of my mouth it's 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 crazy to see him in a uh panther uniform and i thought he was gonna be a flyer for life um definitely uh never get traded but of course when you're a pending ufa your season's not going well you haven't won a cup if he won in 2010 against chicago maybe he sticks it out and then signs a few more years and say hey you got us here but i guess that's a little bit of a blessing on the panther side that he didn't win that cup if he happens to win. But let's talk a little bit about um, power play. Of course, Aaron Eckblad's out. Uh, something that Alex and I spoke about yesterday was uh, he he um, was talking about how he doesn't expect the Florida Panthers to um, go 5F. He's going to – he Alex was talking about how um, he's seeing one defenseman there with a little bit of Uyghur. But we saw a little bit of – five forwards in the in the lineup for the Florida Panthers. I mean, Mackenzie Weger doesn't play a lot of uh, power play time. So I'm going to use a little bit of soccer terms as far as formations for the the power play. For, for anyone who watches soccer, you'll know what I'm talking about. So the first power play unit that we that was uh, tweeted from practice, um, it was a 1-2-1-1 in front of the net with Drew at, to- at the top, Barkoff and Hubert on the wings, Anthony Duclair and Sam Reinhart up front with Alexander Barkoff running some point because of without a defenseman, if you're going five forwards, chances are Barkoff's going to be uh, your point person and a little bit of Giroux. Second one, uh, we saw a little bit of a 1-3-1 with Uyghur up top, Drew and Huberto on the wing with Barkoff in the slot and Reinhart up front. I don't know about you, Jacob, but I kind of like the first one better. The one-two-one-one uh, formation for the Panthers and a little bit of Barkoff running the point. Uh, which uh, power play unit are are you liking just by what they're saying in practice? Of course, the game is different, but which formation are you in favor of? Yes, yeah, so I've got a lot of thoughts on this, but I like the one-two-one-one. Um, I really do prefer that one. Um as far as Uyghur goes on the power play, he's certainly capable. Um, but I think you lose uh, you lose a little bit of the offense when Uyghur's running it. Um, he's more defensively inclined. He's a puck mover by all means. But as far as getting the puck to the net, getting it through traffic, no one on the roster uh, really compares to Ekblad in, in being able to do that. Uh, Uyghur, Uyghur is not a guy who you can count on to always get the puck through traffic. Uh, he doesn't have that one-timer threat to the same level that Ekblad does. So... Um, not to say Uyghur can't run a power play. I'm sure he'll get his looks, but um, 
I also, I really do like the five forward option. I think that puts the most offense on the ice. Uh, it gives Barkov a chance to play in the one-timer position where he has really excelled a little bit um, more this season than, than in previous years. Um, plus, plus Giroux and Barkov are both uh, really, really good defensive forwards, and they, they have the kind of ability to cover that point and get back and retrieve pucks. So I think it's it's we're at a position in the season where they're doing well enough they can afford to experiment with this. And I think it's something you have to try. Um, we saw five forwards work in the in the postseason last year against Tampa, um, and that that was nowhere near the firepower they have now. So um, this this isn't the same five forward group we're going with that that we attempted to use Mike Hoffman and and Evgeny Dodonov with. It's it's not the same. So uh, I really I really do think we're in a good spot to test this out. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to think that that was just a little over two years ago, and how quickly yeah. it's transformed just a, a, a few years uh, with that unit that they had uh, on. But yeah, you you said it correctly, and of course, um, when someone when someone's driving to the net, like Drew driving into the net, um, in case somebody draws out a little bit and drive a little play, then Barkov can shift a little bit out and be the trailer, and then hit that one timer or vice versa um to uh drew uh is a right-handed shot so so you could have it on both sides and you could honestly with the more uh space on the ice uh you could see uh drew also uh go to the left circle and of course that one two one one that with the five forwards uh you could see even huberto um while while the puck is being moved around and barkov goes to the point and drew goes to the left you could see even possibly Jonathan Huberto making his way to the right, even, even if he's not a shooting threat there to throw some of the def defense off too. And he could be a passing threat from there as well. So that is, that is another, the, the, the defense on the defense, the, the defense on the opposition is going to have their head on a swivel all the time with, with yeah. these players. And it's so just, many options. Yeah. It, it, and it, and I just hope that, Earlier in the season, we saw a little bit of pass happy for this Florida Panthers team, but I'm hoping the, of course, the power play has definitely improved. And I think with Drew, you're going to see more of a shooting unit out there on the ice. Yeah, it's no question. Ekblad was kind of the number one shooting threat on that, on the power play to this point, even from the point. Um, he was the guy who's always getting pucks through traffic. He's never afraid to let the one timer go. Um, we've seen Duclair step into that role a little bit more, but I think he's now going to play more of that bumper spot, uh, which isn't necessarily all about shooting. So Giroux is definitely going to have to bring a little bit of a shoot first mentality. And, and Barkov is going to have to be a little bit more assertive in, in taking more shots on the man advantage. Um, I, I do think Giroux is going to bring more of a shoot first mentality, though, uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, Sam Reinhardt's going to be that guy um, uh, setting up screens following up shots as well and Duclair with the one two one 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 two one one uh is definitely going to have opportunities uh to get some rebounds there because he's a left shot as well so that that is a definitely perfect situation for uh the Florida Panthers and of course we're gonna see Ekblad back we're gonna see him uh possibly on that left on that left side uh one wondering to see like how it's I, I wonder what's what's it gonna I I, I kind of wonder. Uh, of course, the injury we can't control injuries, but what would it be with Ek, I I just wonder what it would be with Ekblad and Giroux in the mix. Uh, it, but of course, it's gonna be a little while until um 
We will we'll definitely find out. We will mm-hmm. definitely find out. And uh, once again, uh, for people listening, uh, the news is very encouraging uh, this time around when it comes to Ekblad's injury. He could return by the first round of the playoffs. So just – and the Florida Panthers, I'm going to look up their schedule really quickly. Um, last time I checked, they had the easiest strength of schedule remaining um, for for the rest of the season. Um so they, according to tankathon.com, I'm going to show this real quickly. One last screen share. I'm taking advantage of screen sharing today, uh, Jacob. If you, you can't tell, I'm in the mood. I'm in a good mood. Um, also, I'm in a good mood because uh, the Miami Dolphins just signed uh, Teron Armstead, the best left tackle on the market. So Chris Greer, pay uh, Xavier Howard, uh, please. Um, so that's the next. <laughs> that's the next step for the Dolphins. So, so going back. So enough football talk, but. Going to uh, tankathon.com, uh, full staring at full screen uh, here. Florida, average uh, opponent's points per game is less than one while everyone else is uh, one. Uh, and look at look at some of the teams they play. Montreal three times. Ottawa twice. Buffalo twice. Detroit two more. So it, it's, uh, it, it's really, uh, it's really uh, n- n- even with Aaron Eckblad in the mix, you um they, the, this floor this team can definitely hang on and definitely uh especially with Tampa Bay losing tonight to Carolina now they have the eat the same amount of games played six points ahead it's there for the taking yeah um we are definitely in the driver's seat now uh, it puts us in a good spot where we can um you don't necessarily have to burn out your top guys and play them crazy minutes um and and we're also in a position now where we can experiment a little um get some guys some ice time see what works and and that strength of schedule it's it's a definitely a beneficial factor the rest of the way being able to uh kind of test out new systems new new things get players acclimated against competition that's not necessarily that uh that much of the the high-end competition we've been playing to this point um as far as the easy games and we always put easy in quotes when we talk about the NHL. There's so much parity, but uh, the games that, that are winnable, um, I don't think those are necessarily going to be super easy challenges either. Um, it, it's Ottawa is a team I think about who gave us all we could handle the first time and the second time, even though the Panthers shut them out. It was it was a playoff-style game, uh, really intense fights all over the place. You know, yeah. It's that huge brawl, so uh, they have to come ready, but the, the strength of schedule is definitely an advantage. Definitely, and I'm looking forward to uh, that. And one of those teams that were listed as one of the um, "quote unquote" easy games, um, we it starts on Thursday against Montreal. Uh, their first uh, trip to Eastern Canada all, all season. They'll have another Eastern Canadian trip uh, later in the last week of the season. So one of their two uh, Canadian trips uh, this uh, season, at least on the Eastern side. But Jacob, I want to thank you once again for uh, hopping on on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Always great to have you on. Um, both time, two times that you've been on, uh, we've been talking uh, not post game. We've been talking about general uh, general stuff with the Florida Panthers. Nick has had a little bit of better luck when <laughs> having <laughs> games. So you're you're unfortunately your last name is with the W. So uh, with, with these Wednesday shows. So but still always great to have you on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. If you want to follow Jacob Winans on Twitter, you can follow him at Jacob Winans 8 on Twitter. 
uh, where you'll, you'll see many opinions uh, related to the Florida Panthers. And he will be back next week to discuss more about the state of the Florida Panthers. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Stu Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.